even Help the... Help yourself uh, to a cupcake. Oh, thanks. I'm, Come on, it's 5 o'clock somewhere. Oh, yeah. It's like when that band came out called Foam Lake. I was like, that's awesome. Because <laughs> <laughs> I know Foam Lake. Half hour from where I grew up. Uh, come That's on. That's where my pierogi dealer lives. Yeah? Leave it to McGuire to feel like he's going to get rolled somewhere in rural Saskatchewan. <laughs> <laughs> you guys were sketchy. It's time for a Wednesday morning boop boop. Boop boop. Boop boop. Welcome to it. My name is T-Bone with fellow hosts, Brittany Zapshala. Hello, how are you doing? Great. Stephen McGuire. Hi, how are you doing? And we have legendary knife maker from Lambert Knives. Ladies and gentlemen, give it up, Kirby Lambert. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Thank you for joining us. Thank you. A lot of people might feel a little scared having you in the room, but I feel safer <laughs> having you in the room because I feel like if we need a knife, we've got a knife guy. Well, yeah. he seems very gentle, so I'm waiting for the dark side. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us a little bit about you and this whole knife thing. It all kind of started when I was a little kid uh, watching way too many ninja movies and stuff and kind of got uh, an interest in Japanese culture and really wanted to get into making Japanese blades after being to museums and stuff. And yeah, I just kind of went from there. And then I met a few people that made knives and stuff. And next thing you know, you blink your eyes and it's, I've made a career out of it. Being a parent to small children, <laughs> I am paranoid of knives. I keep <laughs> knives away from them. So at what point did your parents say, okay, Kirby, you can start looking at the knives? You know, I always remember having a little pocket knife when I was a kid. I remember there being a mounty on this plastic handle and just skin and sticks in the backyard. And I'm guessing I was probably grade one or two or something like that. Your parents they, are cool. They can back Nobody messed with you on the playground. Yeah, but I think every, all the kids seem to have that kind of stuff. Well, so it was I, Winyard. Yeah, it, it was Winyard, exactly. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, I always remember, you know, like biking out into the country and building forts and, and always having a little pocket knife on me and stuff and... Let's be honest, nobody's ever picked a fight with you. <laughs> no. <laughs> so Never been in a fight. So, okay, okay, ready? Now I'm going to jump ahead, ready? Okay. So when you think about your childhood growing up, when you think about the pocket knives, and then you fast forward to Knife Magazine, Guns N' Roses, Metallica, UFC, right? Keith Urban's crew, all of that stuff, right? Yeah. What a crazy journey, right? And from, from the covers of magazines and all of that stuff, so... That's a crazy ride, eh? It still blows my mind when I attend shows and, and see the amount of collectors and stuff that are out there. Because um, never in my wildest dreams did I ever think I could make a living making knives. It's almost like art. It seems like a lot of the guys that buy stuff, if they're into knives, or chances are they're into pens, watches, and guns are sort of the... Yeah. That's the lump of everything. Uh, like David Crosby apparently has like the most amazing collection of Japanese swords and... The guy that I was working with when I lived in Calgary a few years back, uh, Brad Pitt used to come to his house and buy, and like all these people who I guess have a lot of extra money kicking around and they right. want custom art and and stuff like that. Knives seem to be, again, it's it kind of blows my mind to this day and I've been doing this forever, but that's one of the things that a lot of people collect and people you would sort of never expect to, to buy stuff like that. Because I know people are listening to this going, I, I don't, can't even visualize what you're talking about. Let's just send them to your website right now. So as they're listening to you talk about this and they can see how beautiful these knives are. The thing right now with the knife world and stuff, uh, Instagram is kind of the, the way to go. Okay. So at, Hit us up on Insta. At, at Lambert Knives on uh, Instagram. 
you could see all kinds of the work I do and and uh, there you go. So so now we can allow people to have yeah. a look at what you're talking. There's about. a context behind the conversation, totally. right? I'd gotten an email one day. This is I don't know. I'm guessing close to 12 years ago or so, and and. Well, Stephen, as you know, I play guitar in a band and yep. stuff, and that's kind of my one hobby outside of of making knives and stuff. And uh, and I got an email from a guy saying, "Oh, uh, you know, I I really like your stuff, and I don't know if you're into trading. If not, you know, if if you're into guitars or anything, but uh, if you ever if you're interested in a trade, I would be willing to trade a guitar for for a knife or something like that." And and so I thought at I I. I kind of replied and said, oh yeah, I, I definitely, I play guitar actually. And uh, if that's something you'd want to do, I'd definitely be willing. What kind of guitars do you have? And he goes, well, I work at Gibson Guitar. And I was like, okay. And so I'm like, at, then I started thinking, okay, some of my buddies are playing a prank because I'm biggest Gibson fan. That's just my brand of guitar, right? So I uh, respond to him and I said, oh, sure. Yeah, that would be great. Let, what do you have in mind? And and he goes, well, basically anything you want, you can have, and you just let us know, and we'll custom build it to whatever you like. And I was like, okay, fine. <laughs> Who's this jerk? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I was like, it's either my buddy Rat or Kevin or somebody pulling a prank. So I'm, like, so I'm like, yeah, I'm going along. I'm like, yeah, okay, sounds good. And then I don't get a response for probably I don't know, close to a month or something. So I was like, okay, too good to be true, whatever. And then uh, I get an email back, and and it's like, oh, I was away in. China on business and blah, blah, blah. So he's like, let's get the ball rolling. And so I said, okay, well, I'd love this guitar with this and that. And, and he goes, okay, done. I'll, I'll get it done. And he goes, when can the knife be done? And I said, oh, about six months or so. But he said, well, the guitar will be done a lot sooner than that. I'll just send it. And when the knife's ready. And I was like, okay, that <laughs> you're pretty trusting and stuff. And, <laughs> but sure enough, and I get a tracking number and a couple of days later, this custom ES-335 shows up with my name in the headstock and oh my just <laughs> mind-blowing and stuff. And since then, he's worked at different guitar companies and stuff, and uh, I've gotten a, a few really nice guitars. <laughs> okay, so I am just dying to know, because I have no knife knowledge whatsoever other than what's in my drawer and knife block, how do you make a knife? Like, how do you set to making a custom knife for someone? I usually order in a lot of materials such as like titanium and nio or niobium, zirconium, uh, and different Damascus steels. Instead of making the steel, I usually purchase from someone that uh, specializes in just making the steel. So I cut my parts out of the steel and then I grind and finish and sculpt everything from there. Where do you get the mammoth ivory? Uh, <laughs> so, got a mammoth guy. Yeah, I do, I do have a mammoth Unbelievable. guy. Unbelievable. <laughs> Well, I'm going to I'm going to need to grab your email address cuz uh, later on in the week you'll be getting an email from me saying I make a a popcorn spice and maybe we could do a trade for a knife. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I do like popcorn. That's awesome. That's a, hey. Do you know how much of that popcorn spice? I know, right? <laughs> yeah. Just pack up the semi of spice. <laughs> I hear there's a really good pierogi dealer in Foam Lake. Yeah, That's right. Yeah, we'll hook you up. I think it's $10 yeah. a dozen so we'll, you're Yeah, good. we'll work for cabbage rolls. Right? <laughs> yeah. You've actually become like a status with your knives, like your your brand. If somebody pulls out a Lambert knife to cut an apple, that guy is the coolest guy in the room. Oh, 100%. It's like flashing a Rolex. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. For myself, when I first started making knives, it was kind of bite your fingernails and check your email every day, hoping there'd be an order there. And uh, 
and I've kept with it long enough and attended a lot of shows and, and built up a, a good reputation and stuff like that. And, uh, the way it works for me now, like I, I, I've got such a backlog of orders that I've closed my books to taking on new work and until I get caught up with things. And then at the way that my stuff is sold, uh, if someone wants to buy something, they can't really come directly through me. I have a certain amount of dealers that I try and get pieces to as often as I can. And then uh, the shows I attend, everything is sold by a lotto. So if somebody wants something of mine, they can come look at my stuff on the table. And if there's something they want, they write their name and cell phone number on a card and drop it in a box. And throughout the show, I draw it and I send a text saying, you have 20 minutes to come back and pick a knife. You may buy my knife. Yeah. You got to know wow. a guy who knows a guy who knows a guy. Who has a mammoth guy. Who has a mammoth yeah. guy. Who can build a knife. Yeah. Wow. So. In thinking about talking to you today, I was thinking, okay, knife maker, probably a bit of a dangerous guy with a hard <laughs> edge. Now, in the short time that we've spoken, you seem like a very mild meat guy from Winyard. And I don't, you know, I mean, I'm sure you have your tough side, but you're a family <laughs> man too. How do you balance all of that? Everything I do, I do from home. My shop's set up in the backyard and uh, my wife stays at home with the kid. And uh, throughout the day, if I just find that I want to, if, if she needs to run out and do something, I, I have the freedom to run in the house and just hang out for an hour. Or if, if it's sunny out one day and all my buddies say, let's go fishing, we go fishing. And if it, I'll make up for it on a rainy day. So it works out great. So let's say, uh, you had no more orders for knives. If you're not doing knives anymore, what's the next thing you're doing? <laughs> That's like a scary thought because if I wasn't <laughs> able to make knives as a living at this point, uh, I don't know what I do actually. Um, I do play in a band that generates zero income, but it's a bunch of buddies of mine from high school that played in bands who after school all went their own ways. And by some strange thing, everybody ended up back in Winyard except myself. I'm in Regina and, uh, but my, my mom still lives in Winyard. So I'm there all the time and we get together and rock out in the garage. And What instrument do you play? Uh, guitar. All right. Yeah. The axe, of course. Yeah. yeah. And kind of music. I'm, I'm assuming soft folk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Enya. Yeah. 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 yeah, that's, that's no, uh, mostly rock, I guess. We just hash out old songs we listened to in high school, all the old Metallica and Guns N' Roses and uh, Foo Fighters, all that kind of stuff. So. so what's it like to make knives for somebody whose music you're a fan of? It's pretty surreal. Tell me about uh, a, like tell me about a moment. I want the dirt. Uh I can tell you a funny story actually. Um a friend of mine, Gordy Johnson from Big Sugar. Uh we've been friends for a lot of years and he's owned a lot of my knives and stuff like that. A few years back, they were opening up for ZZ Top and he phoned me up and he's like, "Oh, Billy Gibbons, he's really He's really, you know, I've shown him some of your knives and he he wants to see some of your stuff. Can you drive out to Winnipeg and bring something? And I was like, I have nothing <laughs> like done and everything I make is as soon as it's finished, it gets shipped out the door. And so I said, I don't have time to make anything, but I do have a few pieces that I was working on that I could bring to show him. And, and maybe, you know, if he wanted to order something, I could work on something for him. And so I drove out to Winnipeg and we went to the show and after the show, we go on his bus and... And, uh, and I'm, it's just, it's so, like, I just can't believe this is all happening. You see the beard yeah, and you're yeah. like, holy crap. <laughs> well, he comes out this after the show and he's like, well, let's see some of your stuff. So we sit on, there's 
magazines and everything all over the table. So we sit on the floor of his bus and we're looking at these knives. And I said, you know, I don't have any, I don't have anything that, that I can really sell, but I, here's some stuff that I've been working on. And, uh, I said, the only thing I do have that I finished up that, that, that I can, can uh, part with today is this. And it was a straight razor that I had made. And he, <laughs> the irony. And he, yeah, and yeah. he holds on. He's like, he just kind of gave me this funny look. He's like, what am I going to do with this? And I, everyone's kind of laughing. I was like, I, I don't know, but that's all I've got. And it's so ironic that, that that's the only thing I have. So he never, Finally, he, he do, never deal with the beard. Yeah. yeah. Kind of slap yourself and go, holy smokes. I can't, you know, I was just, here with this person and they're interested in what I'm doing right. as much as I'm interested in what they're doing. So. That's happening to us right now, you realize. <laughs> but I shaved my legs yesterday, so we're good. <laughs> so, at Lambert Knives, check this Instagram out. The stuff is absolutely beautiful. You're right. Honestly, you could hang this stuff on your wall. It's gorgeous. Like, it's all handmade. It's all hand-touched. I just strongly encourage everybody to go to Instagram and check out at Lambert Knives. Well, thanks. Thank you for joining us. Thanks, You're Kirby. Welcome, Thank welcome you. to the Boop Boop. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you for joining us on the Boop Boop. More information on our Facebook page, just do a search for Boop Boop. Contact us via email, yxeboopboop at gmail.com. Subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, TuneIn, and Google Play. Just search Boop Boop. Podcast produced at Sound Lounge by T-Bone. Website, thesoundlounge.ca. See, if I were you, I would just walk around with the biggest knife I have going... Is there a bag of chips I can open? Do you got? Do you need help with that? Do you need anything? Can I open that yeah, for yeah, you? Let me no get problem. your meal. Yeah. yeah. Tie wrap here. I got that. <laughs> <laughs>